Welcome back to the Airwaves. New Christmas single cover of Love Is All Around. Except we've changed the word love to Christmas. I wanted the look on your face. All I can give is this Christmas song to you. I just hope that you'll sing it. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy Jinglebell Shepherd, and this is. Mitchell Manley, the ghost of podcast future. Oh, wait, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's not Christmas yet. Right. But as you pointed out in our chat, um, people don't listen to music just on the day. Right, yeah. We, we usually try to listen to Christmas music leading up to Christmas. I mean, not so. as early as 98.9 has been doing it. Yeah, absolutely. But I figure we give them two weeks or so. Yeah, that you seems know, Give like our a listeners decent. two weeks to add some stuff to their playlist. Yeah, and of course, like, you know... This everybody hears the um, White Christmas mm-hmm. and Santa's coming to town. Right, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle and... Bell, oh, Jingle Bell Rock. It's like just as bad as the Monster Mash. Yeah, it's not great. No, and then um, that god awful song. This is my hot take. Um, the uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah, I hate that song. So yeah, much. I don't like that one very much. Thank you. Uh, I do like Mariah Carey's uh, "Last Christmas" is a pretty good rendition. I don't mind that so much. Yeah, but the uh, um, "Have a Merry Chris," whatever that awful McCartney mm, yeah. thing. I don't. Wanna... <laughs> yeah, it's just really weird intervals in there, and it makes it tough to listen to for me. Yeah, I I just don't like it because I just don't like it, and everybody in my family likes it just to torture oh, me. Wow, no. I think they're like hate making me listen. It. Yeah, disown them. Ugh, it's awful. I'm just going to have to move. So, of course, there were so many that came to mind, but Mitchell, what did you bring? So I brought the Soul Saints Orchestra and their song, Santa's Got a Bag of Souls. found this one a few Christmases ago, just randomly searching for Christmas compilations on a file sharing program that I use. Did you use Napster? It was not Napster, but it's a similar program <laughs> called Soul Seek. 
Um, you can find any, anything and everything on Soul Seek. You ain't heard that from me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this one was on a compilation called In the Christmas Groove, which was like a bunch of rare funk and soul Christmas songs from like the 70s. Uh, the main groove on this particular song, plus the, there's this really cool syncopation into the chorus, just really made this one stand out. Like, it was the standout track on the album. And I used to actually sneak this CD into my job at Earthbound. <laughs> And uh, play it, play it on the store speakers, even though we weren't supposed to play unauthorized music. Uh, uh, in Jackson? Yeah. You mean there was a funky store in Jackson? Mm-hmm. And I it was a little it. hippie store in yeah. Jackson. You remember? It's still there. It's yeah, still it's, there. it is still there. It's, and I, I worked there. there for a couple years, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I would, around Christmas time, I would sneak this CD in, and you know, got the customers kind of pepping and stepping through the store. So I just kept doing it, even though I really wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I bet you sold a lot of Buddha heads that way, though. Yeah, we sold a lot of stuff. <laughs> And a lot of hemp necklaces. Definitely. Yes. I like this one because it's like a totally solid tune that's like on the sidelines. It is indeed a Christmas song. Mm -hmm. But if you are not listening to the lyrics, it's just a good, solid, jazzy, funky soul song. Yeah, it just makes you want to dance. Yeah. And uh, my entire family was dancing around the living room, or not the living room, but the kitchen while I'm trying to listen to the song. And my fear is somebody's going to hit the record player or any of the various things in that room. And they're all wearing socks on a slick surface. So... It got the funk down, but nobody died. I'm really happy about that one. That's it's good. just, it's just, it, it led me down like a collection of soul Christmas songs that just were really great. Yeah, strangely enough, there's tons of like compilations that are all just like funk and soul, and I don't know, they just do Christmas songs so well. Yeah, and it just freshens up like the season. Yeah, the same old junk. You know, let's throw that out and let's let's get more James Brown. James Brown yes. put out a bunch of Christmas albums that are. Just balling. Yeah, and actually, we had a bunch that were suggested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I probably went a little more traditional, but I don't know. It's up for uh, grabs. I brought Charlotte Church's "Just Wave Hello." when it comes to Christmas and I'm very like stuck in my like rituals and I believe I got the CD for Christmas <laughs> which means of course it's now a Christmas CD and Fair I, enough. yes so all of my Charlotte Church albums get trotted out around this time of the year they're in my car right now and I've been trying to sing along to the song but it's nearly impossible uh I think it's about world peace and there's 
bells and flutes, which are always kind of Christmassy <laughs> to me. And I feel like the the chorus of small children. Uh, I think they're a proper English orphan chorus. Yeah, just all a bunch of little orphans singing <laughs> exactly, along. Exactly, which is totally required for Christmas. Just songs. little Dickensian orphans just singing along because they have to be. Right. So, um, I think that this just makes it a Christmas song, even though I'm not, pretty sure it's not. I'm. I do think it was played during the Macy's Day Parade, but that's also because it was like the Ford Global Anthem. Yeah, interesting. It was like an advertisement, too. So I was like, oh, it's weird. It certainly does have a Christmas vibe to it. And I think on 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 the cover of this album, I think it's like snowing. She's like standing nope, in the snow or that's something. That's a different one. This oh. is the one where she's out in a green field, but she's wearing oh, a red coat. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. So, so Charlotte Church was actually one of my gateways into enjoying more like classical and operatic music, partially because she's like around my age and I had a crush on her since I saw her on TV like sometime Aww. in middle school. Uh, she has an incredible voice, but she's super low key about it. She isn't like flamboyant or over the top in the way you might expect from a classically trained singer. But then even as she like crossed over into pop music a little later on, she still utilized her skills very tastefully and like didn't shoot for the vocal theatrics that folks like Mariah Carey or Christina Aguilera were doing. She kept it classy and like let her skills complement the music as opposed to using her skills to simply complement herself and like be the diva, you know. Yeah, and it's very classically the way she does it. I don't think there's a lot of um, improvising. Like yeah. Christina Aguilera does the the high yeah where she's with the hand up and down and the yeah all that like this is much more structured and i think that that's like i maybe that's why i really like it's all structured and i i've also memorized all the cds right and we've established you're a square so can't have things can't have artists going too far outside of the box too fancy (laughs) don't get too fancy (laughs) but we did have a ton of selections and everybody does have um like I, I guess everybody probably has their non-traditional ones in mm-hmm. their back pocket, and it was really hard to decide. Now, some of it I got to weed out. I'm sorry, James Brown was in a previous our previous Christmas episode yeah. like about two years ago. So, sorry, Christmas uh, Santa did not go to the ghetto this year. Aww. Sorry. Um, our first ear buddy for this year is Ben, and he brought the Ravenettes Christmas song alternative version. All the trees are on display now. This is the quieter, eerier, drumless alternative version, which I listen to both of them. Mm -hmm. And I really do like this one because Christmassy is very lullaby and it's like, oh, I don't really want to go. But it also sounds like you're in a snow globe. So I I just really like this one. And 
you know, we are having the middle of the controversy over baby. It's cold outside. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's just this is a nice way to write that song without it being creepy. Yeah, I agree. Like 70 years later. So, yeah, I like the idea of this. Uh, it takes place in a snow globe. You feel like you're living inside of a snow globe. Yeah. When you listen to this song. It just feels like you're in a snow globe. Yeah, I, I definitely I really did love the full band original version of this song. But I think the more ambient, chill version here captures the mood and tone of the song a bit more clearly. It's kind of a bummed out, forlorn song, which I really liked being juxtaposed with catchier, upbeat Christmas tone in the original. Which is a lot more drummy. Yeah, but it, but if you're feeling bummed out this Christmas, you know, <laughs> this gloomier version is sure to hit the spot. Either way, I'm obviously digging the like calculated vocal harmonies, almost like some Simon and Garfunkel or Everly Brothers. I'm definitely going to be pirating the entirety of the the Ravenettes discography to catch up. Yeah, like I I was when I saw the band's name was the Ravenettes, I was mm-hmm. like, mm, is this going to be like a a chick punk rock band? Yeah, I remember like seeing their name uh, alongside bands like the White Stripes and stuff like that whenever I was getting into that. But I guess I just never took the time to really sit and listen to to them and see what they were all about, which yeah. I regret. I, I regret too because this is definitely not. I wouldn't have slapped them in the same category. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jody brings the frights Christmas Day. So call up the family, give them all a hello, tell them I'll see them soon. But I probably won't. There's a band in the park playing Christmas songs while it's 90 degrees. The kids sing along, they say, hey, 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 I want Christmas every day. I say, hey, 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 I want Christmas every day. Christmas today, I want Christmas tomorrow. Got a great pumpkin pie recipe you can borrow. I say, hey, 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 I want Christmas every day. Mark got a gift from his grandma today. This one has a charm of not being an overly romanticized song about Christmas. Like, we all remember that feeling of being a kid and Christmas being, like, stupidly, amazingly magical and just, like, overwhelming. But now we're older and we can kind of, like, enjoy the system of it. Like, the getting together or, like, oh, you can't come out this time, but it's, like, cool. And I I, I really like that... um, the red tunic that's on sale is just fine, but also make sure you bring that pumpkin pie recipe. Yeah, you gotta have the pumpkin pie. Yeah. I just, I thought that was, I think it's like the charmingness of Christmas as an adult. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Uh, I love that this one has that hilarious, like, tongue in cheek lyrical thing going on about like silly presents and that kind of stuff. But the song itself is very low key and doesn't really call much attention to itself. And the chorus is pretty much a straightforward plea for having Christmas every day. So if you put this song in the background, you could enjoy it as just another great Christmas song. But if you direct your attention to it, there's something rewarding and entertaining in the song as well. I also like that it has some sort of surfy beachy vibes in certain parts. It does. And that's kind of a cool contrast in what would normally be like snowy Christmassy time, you know. Yeah, it does definitely like have surfy like beachy it. Yeah. vibes. Yeah. I, I like caught that and I was like, maybe I'm projecting, but it does sure. seem very like surfer rock or yeah, something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh Naomi brings Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, eight days of Hanukkah. Let's leave the man 
she says, I just love this version of Eight Days of Hanukkah from Sharon Jones and the Duck Kings. Um, I love that this is solid storytelling with soul. And it's just, it makes me want to go ahead and make the latkes with, latkes with the applesauce and then the brisket at Manischewitz doesn't often get a shout out. That's true. Um, and of course, they're referencing the wine, but Manischewitz makes like every Jewish yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like every all the kosher kosher, things. All the kosher foods because you can get your gefilte fish and that's where I get my matzo ball meal and it's just all that does. But I love that it's like definitely a nod to the really, if, have you had Manischewitz? I have not. Okay, don't try it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that. Um, it is very good in very small quantities. But uh, <laughs> it's just, I really loved how it eventually like winds into putting the dreidel song in there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like the eight days of love. And it really does like, you know, this was after you said, hey, it doesn't just have to be Christmas songs. Yeah. And I, I'm so, I've. I'm so glad I now know about this song. It's just it's just a really clever song. Were you familiar with Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings before? I am. R.I.P. Yeah. I think she died in... Last 16, probably. Yeah, 2016. Everything. Right. Everybody so, died yeah, R.I.P. for Sharon Jones. But uh, I'm d- definitely glad we snuck in a Hanukkah song. And what a brilliant pick we have. I love the very warm, classic 70s soul quality, even in the recording, even though they were a contemporary band. Uh, all the little musical devices that they sneak in, like the beginning of each day in the song, gets that many horn hits. So oh, on, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, so on, on day three, it starts bump, bump, bump. <laughs> oh. And then day five, bump, 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 bump. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. And then the bridge of the song is dreidel, dreidel, but in this like really smooth minor key. It's all really well arranged and produced. Uh, I got to see Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings live at Bonnaroo back in 2008. One of the best performances I've ever seen. Her band was so incredibly tight, and they all wore these like really nice suits, and <laughs> they had their movements synchronized, where they're like moving their horns back and forth along with the music. And just like as for talent and stage presence, I'd put Sharon Jones up against anybody. Like very Tina Turner esque, just dancing and throwing her whole soul into it. She ran and danced and boogie just nonstop during their set and constantly interacting with the band and with the audience. It was yeah. definitely left a huge impression on me. I just wouldn't have thought that would be a Bonnaroo act. I don't know. Yeah, why. it was like right as they were starting to. There was some. They were still doing a lot of the hippie stuff, but then they were trying to bring in some some more contemporary things oh. and trying to round out the bills a little bit more, be more diverse. So this is, so Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings kind of ushered in a Post Malone being a honor. I suppose so. <laughs> okay, that was the same year I saw Cigarose, which was. <gasps> I bet that was mind-blowing. An- another band that you would not expect at Bonnaroo. But and yes, would, it, it indeed was uh, incredible. I need to see them live. Um, Asia brought Da Youper's Rusty, Rusty Chevrolet. I went to the IGA to get some Christmas cheer. I just passed up my left front tire and it's getting hard to steer. Skating down the highway right past the Nagani cops. I had to drag my swampers to get the car to stop. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio, it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. says don't miss the janky vhs 1987 music video that goes with this one it cracks me up and my daughter randomly found this song today before i saw the new theme so here you go smiley face christmas tree Mm -hmm. um 
pretty much Christmas and parody songs just go hand in hand. It's always a, what, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Mm -hmm. Uh, The band name caught me immediately. Uh, I have family up in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula. Youpers. uh, The Youpers. Um, They have a rep. And I think that this song really does kind of capture it. Uh, Michigan kind of... When you're up there in the winter, you're going to see why they have so many rusty cars. Yeah. So it's almost like the hallmark of winter. It's just rusty there. cars it's just everywhere. rusty cars because they put so much salt. Their their poor roads are just destroyed and their cars are just like, well, you can see through them. Yeah. Um, and I guess this this kind of parody song just kind of made me giggle. Also, because I was kind of in on the Da Youpers. Da Youpers. Da Youpers. Yeah, this one's definitely relatable to me, especially because I've been dealing with some various car troubles throughout the fall and winter. And it's totally the worst time to have your car shit out on you in any way. You know, you're traveling in and out of town to and from your family's house. So a reliable vehicle is paramount during the winter holidays. You know, having no heat or being stranded on the side of the road. It's freezing outside. Or you have to, like, stand in the cold or lie down in the snow to repair issues with your car that you might be having. It's all just so miserable. So automotive safety and function, definitely a priority during yeah, Christmas. definitely. Uh, and like you said, Christmas does go well with, like, parody and novelty songs. You got Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer and uh, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> So cute. All over the radio, but I don't know. I think like funny Christmas songs kind of serve to reinforce like the mirth and good cheer that the holiday is supposed to be all about. And so that's kind of cool. And uh, I definitely had to fight every urge to post <laughs> like several novelty songs. The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al was a huge contender. Uh, and one of my earliest memories of like a non traditional Christmas song. Uh, Please Christmas Don't Be Late by the Chipmunks. Aww. Even though it's a novelty song, like the music and chord arrangement, very brilliant. It's mm-hmm. a really good song. So, I don't know. Something about the joy and, and mirth and parody songs does seem to pair so well with, with Christmas. I think it's really good at getting kids like in on the, That's like, true the too. joy of it, too. Because sometimes kids are like, presents, 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 presents. Right, yeah. But um, getting kids to laugh at Christmas and stuff is pretty hilarious. Also, because it's, it's a low bar. Humor for kids is yeah. a very low bar. So, it's... Very concrete jokes work great. <laughs> I'm just saying. It works awesome. Uh, Alyssa brings Merry Christmas Baby from Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And the boys in the band are playing pretty good. Now, I feel just like I want to kiss you. Underneath my mistletoe. But now listen. Santa came down the chimney. Every single fucking year growing up, I would call the radio station to request this song. I'd be on hold for an hour, then have to wait an hour to hear it on the line up. But I didn't care. I was a weird kid. Saxophone emoji. (laughs) Um, This is kind of a song that you can like roll up into like a blanket. I I never know much about Bruce 
Springsteen and the E Street Band. I mean, there's the guy who was in The Sopranos, who was in the E Street Band. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm pretty sure he's the one that had the cute butt on the back or on the front of his album one time mm-hmm. with something like, I think a handkerchief or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a wrench. There was something. It was a butt. Um, I've always liked the way that saxophones are utilized in Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, absolutely. It, it seems weird that this is Bruce Springsteen's like a huge deal. Yeah. But he's always got like, I think one of the standout parts of his songs is the fact there's always a saxophone. Yeah, it's true. And it's it's not Kenny G. Yeah, up until my late 20s, I just didn't understand the love for Bruce Springsteen. And even now, I like occasionally catch myself asking, Bruce, buddy, what are you trying to do here? It's his cute butt. But but overall, I've, I've come to greatly appreci- appreciate Bruce Springsteen, and even more so his band. Uh, you mentioned the saxophone, which was a guy named Clarence Clemens. He's regarded one of the greatest and most iconic sax players of all time. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's drummer was a guy named Max Weinberg. He's really versatile, powerhouse of a drummer. He was on, uh, I think he was Conan's drummer for a little while on on Conan's NBC Tonight Show. It sounds familiar. I think that that is something that's come up. Like, there's so many like weird trivia things about yeah. the E Street Band. Yeah, and then just the entire E Street Band is comprised of these monster musicians, all with like incredible ear for arrangement and making sure that the song sounds full and that like all the numerous instruments never step on one another, but instead work in conjunction to serve the song. And they just have a way of making every song sound huge and anthemic and like epically triumphant. Every song they play makes you want to throw your hands in the air and belt out the lyrics like it's your last chance at true happiness. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that somewhere in the last handful of years, my heart grew three sizes, much like the Grinch. Aww. And I was able to appreciate the genius of Bruce Springsteen and his band. Aww. Wasn't one of the friends on like a music video of theirs? Um, yeah, Courtney Cox was in the video for Dancing in the Dark. Ah, do they use the sax in there? Uh, definitely. That's for sure. Now, Josh Stevens really likes to bring the whole thing around. He brought the used alone this holiday. So, um, yeah, it's festive, it's dark, it's emo, it's the used. Uh, this song exists. Let's just all take a moment to indeed. just marvel that this is an emo Christmas song. Uh, Dakota had a hot take. He said, this is the style of, mu- the- these two styles of music should never be dabbled together at all. And I was like, eh, I, I, I feel like, you know how there's the Wham song last Christmas mm-hmm. or something like that? I think this song is like the darker version of that, that you can like, if you're not really into Wham, you can put this <laughs> song on right. and it'll work. Uh, yeah, it's just a lonely Christmas song. It works really <laughs> well. Sad. 
Um, I was actually listening to that first, the used record the other day and still shamelessly love it, to be honest with you. Um, I have to disagree with Dakota, though. If I not, do, too. If, if not for songs like this, what else would emo kids use to drown out the joyful sounds of their family's Christmas party happening downstairs? Yeah, in their dark room. Right. So, I mean, you got to do something and yeah. to use Christmas songs, you know. I think that it really rounds out the whole household. I agree. Uh, although ha- Christmas is a happy, cheerful time, and a lot of Christmas songs have the ability to put that little bit of pep in your step for Christmas, some folks are still out here struggling with feeling bummed and alone during a time when everyone else is sharing joy with their family and friends. So this song kind of serves as a good reminder that it's okay to be sad during the holidays, and you know maybe next year will be a little bit better. And I also appreciate that, although you can sort of sense both perspectives from the song itself, lyrically, it's not the trope of, you left me and now I'm sad. It's actually the other side, which is things weren't working and I had to let you go, you know, Yeah. Uh, which is equally as gut-wrenching in most cases. Um, so while we're hopping and bopping to the Christmas hits, let this be a, a reminder that it's not all candy canes and snowball fights, you know. I mean, it could just be snowball fights. Right, exactly. <laughs> it could just be very aggressive snowball fights. Mm-hmm. And that's that's no good for anyone. No, wait. We are we gonna have snow? Um, I hope not. To be honest, I love snow, but I hate driving on. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of driving on ice for sure. No. Oh, uh, yeah, it's only ice. We only get ice. That's how it goes. So that's why you just stay on Poplar because I have a theory. Mm-hmm. The sewers warm up the street above it. I think that's totally a, a fact. Yeah, for sure. That's why the bridges suck. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's no sewer under there. Uh, if you want to tweet at us and give us some more suggestions for playlist and everything like that you can always tweet at mitchell at pow i gotcha and i'm at madam woolite and the show is at end pod and we did get some interaction from merry christmas the band oh yeah i meant to make sure that they they came up so i'm glad that we're doing that yeah well it was at the top of the show because they have a new one out like they're redoing their uh trombone sisters song okay cool it's really good um and it would it'll be available for the public soon as soon as we know (laughs) i don't know uh you can always check the group out and see all the other suggestions and definitely all the james brown that was a earbuds and earworms podcast group on the facebook yeah tons of other really great stuff uh that you can add to your playlist and so many good ones for whenever you invite the family over if you can uh sneak the aux cord at the christmas party get the used going yeah that's what you should do (laughs) uh you can call the voicemail line at 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837 you can email the show at endpod at gmail.com, and you can always find us on the interwebs at endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. Now, I think your biases are showing. I mean, just a little bit. Okay, what's the final song? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna end us on a low song. Really? Even though last week I did end us with uh, low covering a Pink Floyd song. Do you like low? I do, and Jacques <laughs> totally called me out on the on the thread. Uh, yep, he He's like, I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume Mitchell has Lowe's Christmas album covered. And at the time, I was like, ah, I I closed on Pink Floyd, so I'm gonna try to be, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna try to be right. But no, you didn't. It's fine. Yeah, I, I decided, you know, I'm I'm sweet enough and persuasive enough that that you'd let it slide this yeah, time. Yeah, I'm gonna let it slide. So yeah, the song is called "Just Like Christmas." Uh, by low uh the song itself is very upbeat and bright sounding it's got like sleigh bells and kettle drums and lyrically it's about trying to find as an adult that same spirit of christmas that you had as a child and finding it in small and unexpected ways so i'm gonna leave everybody with low just like christmas merry christmas merry christmas